you're listening to The Health Classes You Missed. My name is Monica and I am a secondary school health teacher with a passion for all things health. Whether you're currently at school or finished 20 years ago, this podcast will help you understand those topics that may have been skimmed over, considered inappropriate or flat out ignored. So sit up straight, faces forward, let's get into it. We are back. We are back in action. It is the 1st of May. My April hiatus is over. I am so excited to be back, to be recording, to be putting these episodes out again for you guys. I hope that you all had a wonderful month. I have missed doing this. I've missed it a lot. I'm very, very happy to be here. So hope you guys are all having a beautiful week. Today, we are doing a very short and sweet episode about pubic hair. Pretty random pubic hair. But we're going to talk about why human beings have it, what the purpose of pubic hair is, and whether or not people should be lasering, I want to say, waxing or shaving it off. What should people be doing? Is there a point to having pubic hair? Let's talk about it. So first of all, some people might be like, what? What is that? What is it? Pubic hair is hair that grows around your genitals. Now, for most people, it is a sign of the beginning of puberty. And as with most things, when it comes to our health and our bodies, it is totally individual. So the amount a person has will vary for everyone. Everyone does have it in one way or another, though. And the fact that everyone has it means that everyone decides to do different things with it. Now, it's called pubic hair because the word pubic actually means bone of the groin, and that is generally where the hair grows. So this is for both males and females. It is found on the pubic bone, but it can also be found on the scrotum in a male and on the vulva for a female as well. So it's not just on that top part of your pubic bone. Now, there are a lot of misconceptions, and we will break these down today about pubic hair. One very common question is about how much is too much. And as I just talked about, things like this are totally individual and it totally depends on the person. It is up to you and you only what you do with your pubic hair and how much you decide to have. It is an individual thing. No one should tell you what you should and should not do with your body in any sense. And that also counts for pubic hair. Now, another common question that often pops up is about the color of pubic hair. And this was quite interesting to learn. It stands alone. So this means that the color of a person's pubic hair does not actually depend on the color of a person's hair on top of their head. It is actually determined by the amount of melanin in each hair, which can be different because the amount of melanin is different in all parts of the body. It is said though that the closest thing to a person's pubic hair is their eyebrow color. And also interestingly, pubic hair, just like hair on the head or a person's beard or a person's chest, also goes grey with age. So there we go. We know what it is. We've answered a couple questions. What is the purpose of pubic hair? So this is all according to Healthline. And as always, guys, I will link in the show notes any kind of article or source that I use in the episode. So the first one here is it reduces friction. Now, skin in the area that pubic hair grows is often quite delicate. 
And what pubic care does is it acts as a protective buffer during sexual intercourse or other activities like exercise. In addition to that, it keeps genitals warm as well. And this is actually quite important in sexual arousal and making sure people stay sexually aroused. Number two here is it protects people from bacteria and other pathogens. So it actually traps dirt and debris, just like our nose hairs or our eyelashes. And this can protect against STIs, so sexually transmitted infections, UTIs, urinary tract infections, thrush or yeast infections, vaginitis or cellulitis as well. Pubicare also produces sebum, which is an oil that prevents bacteria from reproducing. So even if there are particular bacteria or pathogens within the pubicare, this sebum actually prevents it from continuing to grow and therefore producing infection. The third one here is that it helps to regulate body temperature. So as I said before, this is important for sexual arousal. It's also just important in general when a person is too hot or too cold. So those are the three main kind of ideas that we've got. Reduces friction, protects from bacteria and other pathogens, and also helps to regulate body temperature, whether that is for sexual arousal or otherwise. Some other theories here for reasons why we have it for the purposes of pubic hair. The first one here is it may signal reproductive ability. So as we talked about, it does appear at puberty. Now, if we think about human beings many, many, many moons ago when we were cavemen and we were just wandering around, this might be a sign of biological readiness for reproduction, almost acting as a visual cue for prospective mates. Now, we do know in this day and age that just because someone has pubic hair does not necessarily mean that they are ready to reproduce pubic hair is not how people have a child. All of us should know, and if you've listened to episodes, you should know that a person does have to start menstruating before they are able to bear children. We also know that that does not signal that a person is necessarily ready for a child either. It is just their body saying that this is a process that is happening and they are going through puberty. The second theory here is about pheromones. And some people may have heard of this word before, Basically, pheromones are scent-carrying chemicals that can affect a person's mood and behaviour. And it's thought that if a person has pubic hair, the pheromones stick around for longer. Now, people aren't actually sure or researchers aren't actually sure about how this influences sexuality, but it's thought that pubic hair may trap the pheromones, which might increase attractiveness to sexual partners for possible conception. So again, this is very caveman-like and very many, many years ago. It's not something that we really would consider in this day and age. And I'm sure maybe I need to do an episode on pheromones. I'm sure there are some unconscious things working there, but I think the first three things are probably more relevant than these last two. All right, let's talk about hygiene. Now, this is always a big topic when it comes to pubic hair. There has definitely been a big misconception that pubic hair equals unhygienic. (laughs) If someone has pubic hair, it means they're unhygienic. As normal, if you wash yourself regularly, then hair or not, you should be absolutely fine hygiene-wise. And like we mentioned, pubic hair actually helps to stop bacteria and pathogens getting to the genitals. So if you wash yourself properly, you're fine. In addition to that, though, it is important not to use shampoo or soap in the vagina for those who have one. You should wash your pubic hair with a gentle wash, something like Dove, and it should never go in the vagina. Again, if you've listened to other episodes that I've done on these kinds of topics, you already know this. Let's quickly discuss why people actually do 
remove their pubic hair? Why did that begin? You might be, you know, listening to this and thinking of the reasons why people might need it or people might have it and thinking, geez, so why do people get rid of it? Now, people have been removing hair on their body for centuries, whether that's pubic hair or otherwise. In fact, ancient Egyptians considered having pubic hair to be indecent. So in ancient Rome, hairless pubic regions were actually a status symbol. And so this kind of brings about the idea of social norms, which is absolutely a reason that people remove their pubic hair. Theories actually link this trend to accessibility to porn, where hairless people or people shaving or waxing their genitals and their genital region is the norm. It is done for aesthetic standards, things like that. The second reason might be partner preferences. So in a study from 2015, men were more likely than women to report a preference for pubic hair-free sexual partners. Now, although in saying that, it is not just something that women do. And a little bit of an FYI, your partner should not have the final say on what you do with your body in any sense. And the third thing here might just be a personal preference. People might just prefer their body to not have hair in this space. And that is totally fine as well. Some people have identified it as being a comfort thing as well as a confidence aspect as well. Let's quickly talk about the different ways of hair removal or forms of hair removal. So I've touched on a couple already. We've got shaving, we've got waxing, which of course is best to be done by a professional as well as laser hair removal that should be done by a professional as well. There's hair removal creams, very important not to get those in the vagina. There's hair eraser bars, people might tweeze their hair, they may trim. So this means that they just cut it shorter, they actually keep the roots of the hair though. And so of course, if we are doing any of these things, there may be some potential risks. And we talked about a couple already. So infections may occur, those are things like UTIs, maybe thrush, it could just be general skin infections. Maybe a person experiences burns or rashes or cuts from any of these methods. In rare cases, people may have boils or abscesses, which are under the skin infections. And of course, the biggest one that I learned about during this episode is the increased risk of STIs as well. Now, Healthline described the most accessible, the cheapest and the most common form of removing pubic hair as shaving. So let's quickly talk about how to shave safely. The first thing a person would do is to wash beforehand to make sure a person washes both their hands and their genitals. Also really important to make sure people do not share razors or they disinfect these things before use. Going slow is extremely important, making sure people do not rush shaving to avoid cuts or rashes. It may also be very helpful to use a mirror if needed. Making sure you take care of the skin afterwards, so this might look like using a moisturiser. Never, ever, ever dry shaving, making sure the skin is actually lubricated in some way. This is Super important to avoid razor burn and rashes and cuts as well. Avoid wearing tight clothing afterwards and to help the skin in the area exfoliate regularly. So you might be thinking now after listening to all this information, what the hell do I do? It is totally and completely up to you, as I have said. And as we've learned, there is a purpose behind pubic hair. It is totally your decision though to remove it or to keep it. I can't stress this enough. It is not up to anybody else, even your sexual or romantic partner. It is important for everyone to do what they feel comfortable with. And of course, if this is something that you are unsure about or you want more information on, 
always consult your healthcare professional. That could just be your GP or you could head to your local sexual health clinic. As always, I will leave some additional information in the show notes for you guys. But other than that, we are done. Thank you so much for tuning in. I cannot wait for the next few months. We've got a lot of stuff happening. Please enjoy your week. Thank you for being here. See you later. Hey team, I hope you enjoyed this episode. It would be a huge help for me and the health classes you missed if you could like, follow or subscribe wherever you are listening. And of course, if you want to keep learning and stay up to date with me, make sure you come and follow me at the health classes you missed on Instagram or THCYM and How's Your Head on TikTok. I've actually got two TikTok accounts now. So make sure you follow both of those to get all of that content. Thanks guys. See you later.